0: Welcome to Relationships Unraveled. I'm Miranda, and I am here to help you unravel your relationships and live the life you were created for. Together, we are going to learn and grow in how to navigate the many relationships that make up our lives. We're going to do this by having conversations that go below the surface. So let's shock the norm. Let's try something different and start discovering the next step forward as we talk through life together. God created us for relationships. So it's no surprise that we learn best how to navigate them together. Are you ready? Hey, everybody, welcome to the Relationships Unraveled podcast. So today it's just going to be me doing a solo. And I'm unraveling something today that I really enjoy talking about because I think it's something that starts when we're really young to struggle with it. And then we continue to struggle with it on into our adult life. And that is apologizing. Man, it's really hard for some of us. Some of us have a harder time with it than others, but I really want to look at today what an apology is meant to do versus what we believe about apologies, and then where I think the issue comes from with apologizing. But first, I want to start by just defining what is an apology, because I think when you want to unravel an idea and learn more about it to change the way you see it, Defining it always helps because you can kind of look at the words in the definition to unravel what it really means. And so the definition of an apology is a regretful acknowledgement of an offense or failure. I like that definition. I like that it just says you regretfully acknowledge something that you've done to offend someone or fail someone. It doesn't say you're wrong and horrible. It just says that you're acknowledging that you regret that you hurt someone. And so I think that is a really good starting place. And we'll revisit this as we go. But have you ever had a hard time apologizing? I know that I have a hard time sometimes. And I've worked on this a lot in my life. But it is hard because we don't want to be wrong, right? And a lot of times when we owe someone an apology, we feel like that we're owed an apology too. And so it's like a standoff. You know, who's going to apologize first? And you know, if you apologize, will they even realize that they owe you one too? Or do they just think they're completely right and you're completely wrong? And there's just all these different aspects involved. But I don't think that this starts when we're little. I think that the way we're teaching kids about apologies is the main reason why as adults, we can't apologize. Well, because if you think about it, When we have little kids, right, they do something to someone or, you know, another parent comes to us and says, and it starts when they're little, we start doing this as soon as they can talk. You know, we get a complaint from another parent or we see them throw a rock or, you know, something like that. And we will say like, you know, you tell them you're sorry right now. And the kids just look down usually, right? They're looking at the ground when they say it. It's hard to make eye contact. Like these things are innate in us from the very beginning. And we say, you say you're sorry right now. And they sometimes they'll say it like I know some of my kids would say it and some of my kids would not like no matter what I did, they would not say it. And so I think this begins rooting the apology in the words, I'm sorry, which I don't really know why those are the two words we require for an apology, because there's so many things you can say and articulate around acknowledging that you've hurt someone besides I'm sorry. So I don't think those two words are even necessary for an apology myself, but we start there, you know, we make our kids say, I say, you're sorry. So from the get go, kids feel shame around having to say they're sorry because we're forcing it and we're not really having the conversation around what happened with the little kids. You know, we think, oh, they're just little, just say you're sorry and move on. But I think that's even tied to like, you know, wanting to look like a good parent. It's more of like our own fear, like, well, they're going to think I'm a bad parent because my kid just did something bad. So if I can force my kid to say that they're sorry, you know, they'll think better of me and my kid, right? It's rooted in pleasing and what people think and image. And so we can start by reteaching how to apologize with our little kids, and then they will grow up to view it differently. But right now, we're totally tethering shame to the words, I'm sorry. And so you've got all these adults running around that are still tethering the words, I'm sorry, to a whole bunch of shame they felt when they were little. And so it still invokes that feeling of shame. But I think that we can totally change the way we see an apology. Because like the definition said, an apology is really just to let someone else know that you understand that they've been hurt by you. Whether it was intentional or unintentional, it's really just acknowledging that, hey, I hurt you. What I said hurt you. What I did hurt you. And that's really all. That's kind of where it stops. Because if they're hurt, they're hurt. Maybe, you know, it was a total accident. Maybe, you know, their filter is skewed and they are a very hurt person themselves. So it doesn't take much to hurt them. But either way, a good way to salvage a relationship and to move forward is to know how to apologize. So the words apology, and I'm sorry, they're not really found in scripture, but scripture talks a lot about the words like repentance and confession and intention and forgiveness, things like that, which those are what is involved in apologizing. And so genuine apologies save relationships. So I think it's important that we understand what we are even apologizing for and how this is supposed to be done so that we can, you know, find growth in our relationships and move them forward from hurtful things. And so when you are apologizing to someone, okay, because remember, it's a regretful acknowledgement of a failure, or how you've hurt someone. And so you had to be sincere. And a lot of times, this is something that's kind of felt in the apology, you can't really fake this. Like, either you care that you've hurt someone, or you don't, right? you do you care that you've heard someone or are you just worried about being right and them thinking something poorly about you? So you have to be sincere, first of all. And a lot of people, you, some people require the words I'm sorry in their apology. And I think, again, this goes back to what we believe about apologies from when we're little, because it's what was required when we were little. I personally don't require the words. I'm sorry. I'm not really fixated on hearing that from someone. I know a lot of people need those words exactly like they need the I'm sorry. But in my perspective, like anybody can say, I'm sorry, right? They could fake it. So if they articulate that they are sorry to me using different words, but it's sincere, I'll take it. But if they are not sincere and they just kind of muddle out, I'm sorry. I don't really want that. Like, that doesn't really do much for me. And so I think since we know now that those words are rooted in such shame and how we learn about apologies as little kids, I would like to see us start to give some room around those two words and start to just articulate, you know, how you regret that you've hurt someone. And you can say that in so many ways besides using those two words, I'm sorry. So I would like to see a shift there and not require that from people because we have to understand like, There's a reason we don't like those words. So let's just stop using those words, you know, if it means getting a sincere apology, if they're too hard for some people to say. And then you have to communicate your ownership and what you contributed to the hurt. Like I said, sometimes it's intentional. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes you knew exactly what you were doing and it just got back around to them. And sometimes you were just doing your own thing, having no clue. And then they come to you with this big hurt and you're like, wow, I had no idea I did that. And so you can still take ownership for that in the way of like, I did not even know that I hurt you, but I could see how that would have. I'm very sorry for that, you know. And then you ask them to forgive you or you say, you know, what can I do to make this right? Or how can we move on from this? Is there anything else you need from me? Do you need an explanation? You know, you can offer that to people as well. So you have to be sincere. You have to articulate, maybe not with the words, I'm sorry, but you do have to articulate that you regret what you did in some way, and then you have to take ownership for that, whether it was intended or unintended, and then ask for forgiveness in some way that doesn't, again, these words don't have to be exact, but, and so instead of thinking about apologizing as being wrong, right? Because a lot, I think a lot of times we think of it as like, you're wrong, you did wrong, you're bad, you know, you should be ashamed of yourself, you, you know, you're horrible. But I think if we think of it as just honoring someone else's feelings, that's pretty much what we're doing. We're just saying, oh, man, okay, you have feelings about this. I can honor your feelings by going, oh, my gosh, I am so sorry. And that's where it really stops. And sometimes, you know, there's no clear right or wrong. Sometimes it's just an agree to disagree thing. Like you just won't ever agree on what happened. You won't ever see eye to eye on how it made anybody feel or what the details were but you can still just apologize for however you've made that person feel in the situation even if you disagree because sometimes both people owe an apology right i mean when you hurt someone even if it was 100% unintentional that person really just needs to know that you realize how you made them feel that's pretty much all an apology does is let them know that you care about how you made them feel and so it validates their feelings that's it now there's lots of ways that we can go about apologizing, but there's also things we can say that cancel out the apology really, really fast. And I'm sure you've experienced these. I'm sure you've done these yourself. <laughs> but ways to say, sorry, not sorry. So basically, so you've got this opportunity to talk to someone, right? You're having this conversation and you try to apologize, but it really ends up making the situation worse and more hurtful. And that is saying things like, Anything after I'm sorry, or I apologize, or I had no idea that I've hurt you so badly, I feel terrible, anything you say after that, ifs, buts, anything like that, that's going to cancel out the apology. So say, you know, they said they're hurt, and you say, I'm sorry if you're hurt. Well, no, that's not an if, right? Because they are hurt. They just told you they were hurt. So when you say if, that kind of implies like, "Mm, you're not really hurt, but whatever, you know? And so I'm sorry if is a good way to cancel out an apology. I'm sorry, but you, so like, I am so sorry, but you made me so mad that day. Like, that's not an apology either, because you're basically saying you're sorry, and then going, it was your fault that I did it. So then you're not really sorry. You are more. You know what I'm saying? It's not really going to work. It's not going to do what an apology is supposed to do. And anytime you say, I'm sorry, you, like, I'm sorry, you feel that way. I'm sorry, you felt hurt. I'm sorry. It's more of, I'm sorry that I hurt you. That's what helps someone saying, I'm sorry, you're hurt. It kind of is saying like, that's on you, right? Like, you're the one that decided to be hurt by this. So I'm sorry that you are such a wuss and you get hurt so easily you're kind of putting the hurt on them like it's their fault. So saying you're sorry, you, I'm sorry, you, is also another way to cancel it out. And then basically, I'm sorry, followed by any hint of an excuse or justification is not going to be sincere, you guys. It's just not. I know this is hard because we just want to get our perspective in there. We really want to get like our side in there. So it's really hard and we have to get really Used to this new feeling and practice this because we are so conditioned to want to be right and to feel ashamed of ourselves if we just say we're sorry and we don't get the chance to explain ourselves. Because I think that, again, that's what happens when we're little. We say we're sorry because we're forced to, and we never get the chance to explain ourselves. Because a lot of times adults aren't interested in hearing what happened, they just want to hurry up and get the apology and move on. But it really does matter, like what the kids experienced, right? I mean, You want to say what happened to you. You want your side to be heard. Everybody does. And so I think that's what we're trying to do whenever we minimize apologies, the I'm sorry ifs and I'm sorry buts and I'm sorry you. I think we're trying to get our side in there. But if we can understand that, you know, that's not the purpose of an apology, you can genuinely apologize. And then after that, you could say, do you mind if we talk about this some more? I don't feel like I ever got to express the way I felt about this either. And then separate your side from your apology instead of combining them if that makes sense so if your apology begins with any of those statements you're pretty much negating the whole thing which may be worse than no apology at all like i know gosh if someone didn't apologize to me at all i don't know that might be easier than me like pouring my heart out to them and then them saying i'm sorry you're so upset like it's like so disappointing right if they hear your side of it and they know you're hurt And they still kind of make an excuse or something that I find that to be even more hurtful than maybe just by not apologizing at all. But it almost is like that one last punch, making sure that the hurt person knows that the other person's not sorry after all. And so it really shows that you're just not taking much ownership in that relationship. And sometimes I get it. Like sometimes the relationship's not that important to you, right? Sometimes things happen and we... We don't see people very often. And so we're not like super invested in the relationship and we're like, yeah, I don't really care to apologize to her or him. And I mean that happens. But I'm really talking about real relationships, like relationships that are ongoing for us. Understanding what an apology is, what the purpose is and what it's supposed to do can really, really help move through conflict instead of getting stuck in it. So anytime that you, you know, hurt someone on top of a hurt with a bad apology. You're basically setting up a foundation for sadness and anger and resentment just because they never feel understood, right? They never feel like you understand how you might have hurt them. And so I think it matters. I think it matters a lot how we do this. It takes a lot of practice and we can get these bad habits out of our apologies, but noticing it is the first step, right? I mean, noticing how we do this and noticing what our apologies sound like is the first step. Have you ever felt exhausted and hopeless from trying so hard only to feel like a hamster on a wheel in your relationships? You can't seem to make any progress. You can't seem to stop thinking about certain things, or maybe you just replay them again and again in your mind. Well, I'm here to help you move through your relationship struggles. So often we feel stuck and we can't seem to find the next step forward. We just want to fix it. I am offering a limited amount of coaching calls where we will talk through your relationship dynamics together. When you purchase a coaching call, you will get 60 minutes of my undivided attention as we lay out the situation at hand, unravel the nuances around it all, and I promise you I will not be your bestie that just agrees with everything you say. Together, we will look at things from different perspectives, learn, broaden your understanding, And we will discover a way forward. So check out the link to sign up in the show notes. Spaces are limited. And I would love to talk with you about your relationships. Another thing I think is important is like, have you ever had someone apologize to you, but their posture towards you did not change at all? Their behavior didn't really change at all? So sometimes I know for myself, I can read that as them apologizing for themselves. The apology wasn't really for me. It was just to make them feel better about themselves. Like, oh, I apologize to you for that, remember? And I would say that that goes back to the, the sincerity problem. I don't know that those are super sincere because I think sometimes we want to be right. And so we think apologizing makes us right. And so sometimes we go, okay, I'm so sorry. But we're really just checking a box so we can be better and we can be good, you know, and we can be right. The other person doesn't really feel like you genuinely felt bad for them being hurt, right? It doesn't feel like you had a lot of sympathy or empathy for them. It's just like a check the box apology. That has happened before, too. And I think that's another another one where that takes some awareness to realize your motivation behind apologizing, that's going to take some digging. And if someone's telling you that your apology isn't sincere or doesn't seem sincere, instead of getting mad, like maybe just go, okay, maybe, I mean, I do, I need to check that. If it's not coming across sincere, that matters. You know, that's important. And then another extreme that we can go to when we apologize is you guys, you know this, right? I've had this happen before with people in my life. It's the extreme self-deprecation apology. It's the whole like, well, I am so sorry that I'm such a terrible person. I am so sorry that I was even born or I'm so sorry you have to deal with me all the time. That is not an apology because that is basically a guilt trip to try to make you feel bad for for being hurt. They're trying to make you back off, right? They're trying to make you pipe down, like, don't come at me with your feelings. I'm not comfortable with them. So maybe if I apologize and say how bad you've made me feel about myself by having feelings and expressing those feelings, then you'll stop doing that. So don't take that as an apology because that is not an apology. That is, you know, guilt tripping you to feel bad for wanting an apology in the first place. So that's something else to watch out for, too. So I think on the practical side of things, though, The best way to start working on your apology is to really start asking yourself these questions of like, you know, what do I believe an apology is? Like, I know it's one thing to hear the definition and to hear me talk about it, but sometimes like our logical mind knows something to be true, but our emotional side is tethered to different things than our logical side. And so maybe you hear my definition of an apology and the purpose of an apology and you're like, yeah, that makes sense. But you got to kind of dig deeper than that and say, but what do I believe about an apology? Like, how do I feel when I have to make an apology? Because that's where you're going to be able to identify what you really believe about apologizing. And then then you can start to kind of redefine it once you know where you stand with it. But for parents out there, something really practical we can do is start shifting the way we're teaching this so that when our kids are adults, they're comfortable with apologies. They're not attaching it to shame. They're not attaching it with being a bad person if you have to apologize. They're just attaching it to, you know, life happens. We're going to fail each other. That is normal. It's not about being perfect and never failing each other. It's about how we handle it when we do fail each other. That is a lesson that our kids can really, really take with them into their adult life to help them navigate these problems when they come up. Because, I mean, if any listeners have ever lived a life where you haven't needed to apologize to anybody or them apologize to you, please send me a message because I'd love to hear more about that. Because it's just needed. It's necessary. It's normal, right? It's normal because we're going to have, you know, issues are going to come up. So if we could teach our kids to normalize that, That would be great. And then by modeling. So when there is an apology needed, you know, instead of worrying about our image and being like, hey, you need to apologize right now. Just talk to them, you know, and tell the other parent. I think it's okay to tell the other parent like, hey, you know, there's been an altercation or there's been a conflict here. I get that. I would like to talk to my child about this so that they understand why we're apologizing and why apologies are needed. So if you don't mind, I will talk to them about it. And I will let you know either later today or tomorrow when they are ready to apologize. You have every right to do that. I mean, it's your parenting, it's your child. And then that's a good way to model to the other parent like, wow, that's different. You know, I've never heard anyone do that before. That actually is a good idea. Maybe I could try that. But I think just being honest is good and say, I don't want to force my kid to apologize if they don't think they understand why they're apologizing. And I want to make sure they understand. So I'm going to talk to them. We're going to have a conversation about this and we'll come back to you with our, you know, with our apology when it when it means something. So it's not empty and shameful. Ask for that time. And I mean, if they don't want to give that to you, that's their problem. Right. I mean, you can you don't have to have their permission to parent the way you want to. But I do believe it all starts with the way we're teaching apologies when kids are little. I think it's been that way for years and I think that's why we have a bunch of adults running around today that can't apologize. So let's turn that ship around and start putting more emphasis on a conversation around what apologies are instead of just forcing those two words, I'm sorry, and then being completely empty and having no clue what they mean or what's the point of all this. So that would be awesome. I think that this was great. I enjoyed my time with y'all. And I hope that you learned something today. I hope that you can walk away from this show and go try something new in your life. Just try something different. It might surprise people when you start doing this, when you start doing something new that you've never done before, in a more sincere way. Don't be surprised if people don't believe it at first, or if they, you know, kind of poke fun or you know, expect it not to last. I think that's, that's totally normal if that's not the way you've been doing things. So don't get discouraged by that. I would, I would encourage you to just keep doing it that way. And eventually they'll know that, you know, you're making this change in your life and you can inspire them to do the same by doing that. So I'd love to hear your questions, your comments, how this goes for you. You can email me, you at MirandaKirk.com. You can find me on Instagram and send me a message. I would love to hear about it. And I I also will link in the show notes a freebie for apologizing on my website. I have free little flyers that help kind of summarize different aspects of our relationships. And I have one called apology for the win. And a lot of the information I covered today is on that freebie. And you can find that on my website. So I will link that in the show notes for you to have. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Relationships Unraveled podcast. If you love the episode, please share it on social media and be sure to tag me. Find me at Miranda Kirk and let's continue the conversation. I hope you'll tune in again next week.